This podcast is about spoilers and discussion. It's also about spooky stuff. You know, any film that we talk about here, we recommend you see in advance. You've been warned. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. What an excellent day for an exorcism. Horror. There is no shortage of monsters to haunt our dreams. Horror. You got red on you. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another brand new episode of Oh, the Horror. It's a horror movie podcast where we take a look at classic and modern horror films from an expert and a newcomer's perspective. I'm the newcomer, Steve Allman. And I'm the expert, Rob Holmes. And today we are looking at the 1986, I guess you could say it's classic, it's underrated, I would say so. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's definitely a classic. <laughs> yes, a 1986 classic, Critters. Yeah, uh, directed by Stephen Herrick. Uh, this, a lot of people see this as kind of a ripoff of Gremlins. It's really not. It, it's its own. Um, they're their own creatures. It was done by the Chodo Brothers, who did the special effects for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um, then, I, could, I could easily see that comparison being made, especially around that time, because like this is mm-hmm. you know around the time Critters, or, uh, excuse me, Critters. Uh, this was around the time that Gremlins came out. And yeah, and I th- it was Ghoulies too. It was like Gremlins, Critters, Ghoulies. So yeah. like, I think Ghoulies tried to be a little more, almost like Gremlins in the fact that they're in the I don't know because they were different types of creatures. But with Critters, they're they're kind of like a, a mix of like I guess a Mogwai and a Gremlin really because they're furry and they're like little fur balls. But then they're also like Sonic the Hedgehog because they can spin up into a ball. This is before Sonic, by the way. And roll as a ball, just you know, spinning around. They can also shoot out spines at you that that are poison. <laughs> they, they can um, do a lot. These things, and they, they like they to eat you. Me, they just like to eat people. Yeah, they reminded me in their basic form of uh, like Tribbles from Star Trek, like yeah, just with like yeah. big nasty teeth, and then like they just go crazy. Um, yeah, it's like that. Or if Mogwais were straight up evil, like before right. they turned, to, if they had the tendencies of Gremlins before they turned into them, if yeah. they stayed evil, pretty much, <laughs> exactly. Um, but and this is, I, I think, the story wrapped around them is probably one of the more uh, like interesting things about them because uh, it's very mm-hmm. much not like Gremlins at all. Like as unfair of a comparison as that is, uh, we get a bit more of like a, in the beginning, like a sci-fi, not epic, but like a cool, like renegade criminal story. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely getting, Oh, definite renegade criminal. I, it's very cheesy in the beginning, but it's awesome. So you're getting a lot of creature work. I think it's great because you, you get all this creature work in the beginning. They're not just saying, Hey, this is all we have. They, you know, they almost do the Night of the Creeps approach, where it's like, hey, let's show us, uh, let's show this space station and let's show what's going on there first, or this spaceship. Now let's go to Earth. Oh, this thing came down to Earth as well. A Terror Vision does the same thing. All three of which were released in '86. Yeah, um, I think I will say, uh, I think a major flaw that I found in this movie is that it's it's kind of paced very slowly in the beginning oh, because it, really it takes is, a man. very yeah. long time for things to, like we wait a good like 20, 30 minutes before that spaceship even really comes down <laughs> to Earth. Yeah, you don't <laughs> really. I mean, you don't see you don't see a full critter until it takes a while, man. 
It takes a long, long time because you you borderline forget that like we have these intergalactic bounty hunters looking for these things that we haven't even seen yet, uh, but right. they're going to be infiltrate. Like we know that they'll be infiltrating the like taking the shape of humans because they have these really cool like amorphous design to them where they're just yeah, like it's just, it's just green. It's almost basically their head is a green screen, and it just changes into whatever now granted this is before they're using that so it's this cool green glowing orb thing first thing one of them turns into because they come to earth is like a shock rocker essentially or like a, a you know a johnny steel right, um, oh boy <laughs> and i love that the fact that like both of them one of them is called ug and i'm pretty sure the other one is called lee at least in the sequel i know that the other one is lee that's very dumb, and I very it's much like so it. It's so dumb. But Terrence Mann is the one who plays Ugg in this. Um, and he, he's Ugg throughout the entire series, all four of the films. Apparently, they, they, did, a, they did that really terrible Shudder series for it that was like a, a web series. It was awful. But apparently, they're making a fifth movie of Critters, man. There, I did not even know that there are four other Critters movies. Oh, and I will briefly like, go over those, because guess who watched all all of them back to back to back. I bet you I did. I binge them. Uh, just like the name of the new Shutter series. The new binge. It's garbage, by the way. But um, the new movie is coming out. They're doing a movie, a straight-to-video film that comes out in like July, I think. So it'll be an official fifth Critters film. That's that's incredible. But I, I, th- I think it's... to get back to like what the story that is kind of being brought to us here, yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. interesting... like. Uh, twist on like some sort of a small town Americana invasion, mm-hmm. uh, which yep. like I like because it's it, like it's surprisingly colorful in the beginning, where we have this like very almost picturesque Norman Rockwell type of small town in Kansas, uh, yeah. where like we meet the family, we have like the Edward E. Newman looking son. Uh, it's uh, like you know the, the dude the it's Scott Grimes too, <laughs> Scott Grimes. Scott Grimes, people will know, he does a lot of voices and stuff um, on, on like, uh, American Dad and mm-hmm. a lot of the Seth MacFarlane shows. But you'll also know him uh, from the Orville. He's on that yes, as well. Yes, indeed. And Scott uh, Grimes as... not only is in the first Critters, but he is the actual star of Critters too. Well, good for him. That's a pretty good get. Uh, but mm-hmm. no, the, the cast is stacked. I really like it. The immaculate Billy Zane, of yep. course. Uh, uh, dude, Billy Zane in this, like, it's almost a cameo role. So, spoiler, not many people die in the first Critters. It's a super low body count. Right. Um, but Billy Zane dies. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's not, you know, for PG-13 horror, but that they just keep going after him for a while. Like, he is, mm-hmm. he is bitten up and chewed for a long period of time. And it's interesting um, because because this is this movie is a weird mix of like again like kind of like Gremlins whimsy along with some straight up nasty practical effect body horror uh which is kind yeah. of weird to like nail down because you see like the first like major effect that you see is mm-hmm. uh those bounty hunters like taking the shape of that shock rocker <laughs> and it's incredible like almost oh, yeah. like hellraiser level of like like assembling a body from nothing from like blood and no, organs. I, lo- and- I love the way it's like the melting down the wax dummy of every single layer but doing it in reverse and showing yeah it is like hellraiser showing that scene of all the flesh uh <clears throat> going back on this body i love that moment it definitely helps to elevate this film to a different level 
Um, it's moments like that that really just kind of show that this wasn't meant to just be some joke of a film. This there was there was a lot more meant to to be in it. Um, you got D. Wallace starring in it because D. Wallace was all over horror uh, in the eighties. You have M. Emmett Walsh as the sheriff. Harve and uh, M. Emmett Walsh is awesome in everything he does. Uh, I mainly remember him from a lot of Tales from the Crypt stuff. Yeah, I mean Scott Grimes, Terrence Mann, Lynn Shay, because this was a New Line film. So this is this is from the house that Freddy Krueger built. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's Bob Shay's sister, Lynn Shay, who we know from like the Conjuring series. Uh, she is in this as Sally, the secretary, um, our receptionist, I guess, for the. Uh, police station as well and you see her in the sequel as well so it's kind of cool you get a lot of tie-ins at least between the first two films um because they both takes place in the same town and the town actually takes the forefront of the second film more than it does in the first so it kind of expands upon everything um which is almost why i think one and two kind of go together like you could watch both of those together and be like cool i am good with critters you know <laughs> yeah, like you've had your fill. I, I'm very yeah. intrigued as to as to why they like. I mean, obviously for money reasons and the fact that it's a fun little property. But like, you'd think that there wouldn't be that much lore to expand on for the well for the. There really is. I mean, when you when you franchise. call them, they they're critters. They're crites. That's what they call them. From out, mm -hmm. they're from space. You know, they're uh trying to get rid of them and then later on it turns out that there's only a few crites left and stuff in later films so it's like you can't destroy them it, logic so many holes in logic when you get to three and four but three has leonardo dicaprio in his first film role and four has angela bassett as the star of the film <laughs> which is insane angela bassett Dude, are you kidding me like i <laughs> know uh, i kid you not she's literally she's the star of critters four they were filmed back to back and then were released in 91 and 92 and then that was it until like th two months ago when they did uh, the other Critters web series. But yeah, it was uh, his first role, DiCaprio's first role in the third film, which it's not good. It's better than I remember, but it's still not good. And then the fourth one is just, the fourth one's just really bad. There, There's there's not much really going for it. Oh, Brad Dorff's in it though. The voice of Chucky, man. Brad Dorff's in the fourth one. So you got that going too. Man, what an illustrious institution of great actors that Critters such has a, It's such a garnered. strange series, yeah. When you're like, what, what, what film series has had like an Academy Award winner and all this other stuff, like a horror series, and you could be like, uh, Critters? Yeah, yep. you're right. <laughs> this, this is this is wide spanning. Um, Oof. But it, like, I I do like the like odd simplicity of this first one where. Uh, it's mainly just this small, small town and mainly this family uh, mm -hmm. and like a, a few outlying characters dealing with like, what is it, like three or four critters of these things? Like, I can't even remember how many there officially were in this movie. There's, there's, um, well, it kind of depends. I mean, we see more throughout and then you have the bounty hunters switching bodies constantly too, uh, which is awesome when he becomes Reverend Miller. They're like, uh, Reverend Miller, I think he goes into the bowling alley or destroys it or something. I think it's a bowling alley. Yeah, because Ugg just grabs a bowling ball and just throws it through pins and they all explode. Um, 
awesome, man. They're like, it, no, uh, no, it looks great. I, I, I think like, it's Johnny the... Steele and Reverend Miller just came in here and tried to like rob us or something like that. And they're like, <laughs> See, wait, when they, what? When they arrive at the when they arrive at the church and they're just still in their big leather jackets, just like mm-hmm. we're here, like convulsing and like all bloodied and stuff. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's there's a lot of really good comedy in this. There's a lot of really just fun fun moments in general in this movie um i mean <clears throat> the whole actually one of my favorite moments is the april and steve thing where april's like wanting to hook up with steve steve is literally doing what they make every girl in every horror movie do the i don't know if we should i mean mm, but your dad and i just uh i don't and he's being so just kind of like you think it would be the opposite where he'd be totally all over and it's such an interesting little twist even right off the bat for this film that you end up getting stuff like that throughout the rest of it um <clears throat> that's super enjoyable mm-hmm. and no, this movie this movie seems very conscious of the thing that is trying to satirize which is again of that kind of Americana yeah. 1950s type of horror movies where it's like not really campy but like you know oh, it's it, it is though because I mean it is but it isn't yeah because it's like a 30 it's like the 30 year rule almost where it's like great it's 1986 now let's go off of a 1950s type film vibe um, you have the lovable loser uh, Charlie who you know is friends with the main kid you know, and everything but he's also just kind of the town idiot and the town drunk and no one ever believes him, but he's the one who has to help save the day. And it's kind of that, that's that traditional sci-fi. A lot of the time, it seems like that's the premise is like the yokel or the person no one believes has to come and save the day. Well, actually, you know, maybe not because a lot of the time it is the hero hero. So maybe this is kind of that twist of like the, yeah, the yokel kind of saving it instead of it being like, this big buff hero coming in. Well, from, and, from what I got from this movie, it seems to be like a modern 1980s, like horror sci-fi aesthetic, literally invading this 1950s style town and then just turning it on its head because a lot of these people and like things like it's just, it's literally the fifties and then dudes in leather jackets from like circa 1985, something just come busting in this bowling alley and like just start like running amok. It's great. But I, th- I think the, like the main thing is that like, I didn't even know that the critters talked to one another. Like that's a, yeah, like, man, I that's d- a, that's a, that's a big thing with them is they, um, there is communication between them. They almost always seem to lose one of them will always lose the center strip of hair and yeah. and go bald for a second and look at themselves in a mirror and think it's cool. I think that or or just get blown into bits right afterwards. Yeah, I think it was, was it because I, I watched all these back to back in a row. It's the first one where one's like sitting there thinking everything is going to be all right. And then it gets blown up with a shotgun, right? Yeah, that, that that was that did happen here. <laughs> that okay, that is the first one. That is one of because most of the time when they when they explode, green blood comes out of them, and I think this is the first one that you see just get obliterated. And I'm pretty sure red blood just like flowed out of this thing and it just right, burst. Yeah. Um, but it was such a cool moment because they were talking to each other and they're just mocking what's going on, and then one of them blows up, mm-hmm. uh, and then the other one's like, "Oh shit!" and just immediately. Uh, starts to book it but that's what I mean this this film is fun because you actually have uh, enemies that have personality these are not just they are mindless killing machines but they're mindless killing machines that are 
they have a purpose. They're, they're, they're literally fugitives, yeah. intergalactic fugitives. They, they literally are, yeah. So they're going to say some some dumb stuff. And it, it, when you get through the films later and later and later and later, it becomes campier and campier and campier. Um, but at least in the first two, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a good time. And the second one's directed by Mick Garris. Take that how you will. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't I mean, know how there's, to take there's it. A lot of people, there's a lot of people who don't like Mick Garris. In his filming style, um, because it, it's kind of strange. Like if you've seen Sleepwalkers or any of those films, I like Sleepwalkers, but because it's goofy and because of how it's filmed, I know a lot of people hate it because of that. And I feel like that's the same thing you're going to get with uh, like Critters 2 and even Critters to a point. You're either going to love this film and appreciate it or you're going to just think it's really stupid and want nothing to do with it which which is odd because i think that this has a lot going for it because i i, I really did not, did not anticipate the uh dark humor and uh again really the juxtaposition of the setting with mm-hmm. its sentiment because i i, I think yeah. i didn't i did not expect something that like because that's a kind of a thing that's been going on lately in both horror movies and comedies and all these other things where it's like this this twist on the like a happy go lucky like like these aliens that are like big like little right. furry creatures that are terrorizing essentially like Pleasantville, and sure sure it's a it's a very good twist on its head that I did not expect, and it seems a bit ahead of its time now because well yeah uh, I mean there's there's multiple storylines going on. And they all are intertwining in this town. I mean, when I say multiple storylines, I mean, there's more than just critters are killing things. Everyone dies in different set pieces. It's, you know, you have your bounty hunter scenes. You have the family that's trying to get through all of this together. Then you have the critters. Then you have a giant critter. I know is the focus on the poster. They show the giant one. Right. And uh, and a lot of a lot of promo stuff. They were showing this, like, four-foot-tall critter. And, and that's cool and everything, except you don't really see it in the movie. I mean, no, you see you don't. it, but you 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 don't. You know it's there because it grabs uh, April's arm at one point, and it's like a full size giant arm, and you see the shadow of it. But yeah, it's um. And you were anticipating like a big final showdown or like some sort of like, uh, like big final effect of like violence or. Uh, yeah, this like, is this kind of blow them up in some in some way or something like that. Well, they do, but you know, it's like, um, but this kind of has the same. It reminds me of like at the end of Evil Dead, where you see the giant arms rip out of the corpses, and you're expecting these huge demons to pull themselves out, right? And it doesn't happen, and you're like, wait, did I just miss part of the film? That's kind of how this feels, uh, because then everything just blows up, and damn, it blows up good. It does blow up good. It's a very good blow up. I, I not like, only not only do the the critters get back in their spaceship, they decide they're going to blow up the house in front of the family as like a big fu. Uh, but then they don't realize that they're about to blow up. Yeah, I, uh, because uh, our our hero, um, Mister. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, yeah, our hero, Mr. Brad Brown, played by Scott yes, Grimes, has decided to essentially throw in a pipe bomb. Like, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it ends up looking like when he throws that thing in um, and blows them all to hell. 
and right. it's amazing because they're laughing right after they've blown up the house they're celebrating and then there's that oh shit moment and they blow up right after in this massive explosion mm-hmm. and it's I, great I, I see here's the thing I, I very much appreciate a movie because these effects are very like sporadic and it, it's expensive mm-hmm. to do it takes time it takes effort it takes like you know oh, yeah. a lot of a lot of work I love it when a movie picks its spots to do it and they mm-hmm. clearly like I I, I kind of want to compare this to like uh, American Werewolf in London for a second, where most of that movie is building up to like one or two huge effects. They're great, but that's like the main set piece of the entire movie. I feel like right, with right. with this, this is a bit more like they have a movie to work around this, and they can just put in little bits of great effects and explosions and horror and like body like all of those effects are like sprinkled throughout like naturally and it Mm -hmm. doesn't take away from the movie at all and you're like it's it's more cohesive i would say yeah and i can i can can see where you're i can see where you're coming from with that yeah um and also i'm looking at some stuff now apparently this was written before gremlins was written uh and it was already bought by new line before they had Gremlins. Well, so. that's incredibly unfortunate because now it's just going to be forever compared to Gremlins because well, of it its time. Promoted, but it was promoted as new as New Line's answer to Gremlins, though. If new if New Line's promoting it, saying that this is what it is, then that's their choice. They pushed sure. it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, um, it is odd because like you don't like you probably didn't think that those movies were made in unison, being like, oh well, we've got an answer to these guys. Yeah, that's true. I feel uh, like they just know, so it, happened to do it. They're like, oh well, looks like this is hot. We better be making us our, yeah, ourselves a rebuttal well, that's movie. The thing. If they if they had it sitting, then they're probably like, this is the perfect time to launch it. This film's popular. We've had this script for a while. Cool, green light. Let's go. Yeah, apparently the designs. Some of the designs were based uh, for the critters on like Taz for Taz, yeah. you know, for the Tasmanian Devil, um, and then I just love that one moment where the critters staring at the ET doll. <laughs> And yeah. they have this like stare off until he decides to destroy it. But up until that moment, it's it's super adorable. Again, it's it's this very it's meta, it's self aware, but also uh, occupies this weird space of uh, of its own world where uh, they can just poke fun at everything that's yeah. going on in American culture at that time because of the way that it's set. And it seems very aware of the time that it came out in well before uh, it actually came out. Like it, it, it very mm-hmm. much wanted to make a sort of like riff on this cultural moment of like aliens and the whimsy of America. And uh, right, I mean that's that's what was going on at the time. It was super popular, and mm-hmm. it is. I mean, it, essentially, Critters is a it's a satire on. Absolutely. Those type of creature films that are coming out and alien films that were going on at the time. But I think it's done extremely well without going too much into parody. I do I mean I like the I like the idea of the critters becoming full size, like they grow after they eat enough. I wish they had gone with that in the other films. They've never done that in any of the other movies. Um but in the sequel they do a cool thing by forming a giant ball. So if, if all of them are together, they become a giant rolly ball that when it rolls over people, the people are now skeletons because it's eaten them. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's um, a very fun twist. But that's, that's why the first two, I think, are great to watch together. Apparently, the storyline, it's a continuous storyline through all of them. So if you want to watch all of them, you can watch all of them. I would recommend just watching the first two, 
fuck it. No, watch all of them because how many times are you going to see a young DiCaprio running from little critter things and Angela Bassett in space fighting critters? Which That's is not, a very interesting recommendation common. because as a like for a long-standing horror franchise, uh, you rarely recommend the entire series. Uh, I mean, because it's well, be, I, only because of the actors who are in it. Look, in the fourth one, it takes. This is an hour and a half movie. <clears throat> I think it took over a half hour or maybe almost 45 minutes to see the first critter in the sure. fourth one. So that's not a good sign, you know? And even the third is rough. The third just seems like a Hallmark film almost until you're like, oh, wait, this is a critter's film. I forgot. Uh, they're cheesy, but when you're, it's more of just the fact of, I can't believe these people are in this film. Right. And I, I think it's a very like I'm very curious to see how far you can take a, a series like this. And I'm kind of probably going to watch the second one, at least on my own, uh, because of at least its longevity, because if it's anything like this first one, like it had a lot of good, like campy, funny, good moments of just like. I, I kind of just want to see like the adventures of these dumb bounty hunters, like going from planet to planet, like just hunting yeah. down these weird creatures. Like it's an interesting type of premise that you see. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I'm really surprised why this didn't get a, a, at least a bit more shine when I was coming up where nobody was really talking about this. This was like, again, juxtaposed a lot with gremlins and uh, yeah, unfairly overshadowed. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's also because the series just kind of went downhill, though. I think Very that's kind of where this... And also, Critters 2 is considered better than Critters. Like, when people talk about it, the first one is... They don't talk about that very much. The first one is kind of a lot... I remember growing up and everyone was just like, Critters 2, Critters 2. It was like, skip the first one, go straight to the second. It's like, what? Which I, I think I there's feel a lot a bit going unfair on. because there, there's a lot of great things going on in this movie. Uh, it, it's I, and, and, and that's the thing. Like in the first one, I think the reason people were saying to skip it is because when you want more bang for your buck and more going on, um, the second one hits it, you know, all sure. the way through. It's it's consistent. There's a lot happening. Is it all great? No, but it's all it, there's there's always something going on. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, sure. The first this, one's this... a little slower paced as they're figuring it out, but it's that's you know that's part of it i think as the film ages people will appreciate it more very true and i i very much do appreciate it yes it does sag in the beginning quite a bit especially mm -hmm, with the very mm -hmm. interesting like opening scene literally uh and they don't really yeah. capitalize on it until like the half hour mark um but until then uh until at, like after that point it's it's off to the races like i i would easily recommend this um mm -hmm. because of the interesting sort of twists on uh horror and like these sort of spielbergian sentiment that was going on in the late 80s uh yeah. that brought about like kind of this trend and uh it, it's very much worth your time it's easy recommend for me yeah, easy recommend for me as well. I would uh, I would recommend watching one and two back to back because two just improves upon everything from the first one. Uh, it's just it's fun, you know. And and together they make a pretty good package of films for just you know nostalgia reasons. Maybe three and four just because it's hey look at this person. I can't believe they're in this garbage. Uh, for those ones at least, but the first two <laughs> solid recommends. Absolutely. Well, great. That is going to do it for us this week. What have we got going on next week, Rob? 
Uh, we're going to take a look at the 1986 Rutger Hauer vehicle, uh, the Hitcher. Oh, so he and so C. Good. Thomas Howler in that uh, with uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, man. It's uh, it's going to be a fun one. You mentioned this just before we started recording, and I honestly forgot about this movie. I remember seeing this when I was like 16, and I like absolutely loved it. I haven't seen it since, and I'm so happy that I get an excuse to see it again because I, I legit forgot about this movie. Uh, but yeah, I already know that it's good. Um, it's so uh, it's very underrated. Um, people don't really bring it up when they bring up horror a lot, but you know it's like highway horror. You know, it's one of those that there's not a ton ton of it. No, and some and of the it, stuff it, that there that does exist is not great. But the Hitcher is just oh, aces. it's going to be a good one. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. Watch the 1986 original. The remake, I guess, is serviceable, but. Mm unnecessary dude almost eats a finger thinking it's a french fry like i'm in yeah yeah <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty solid um the, it's just brutal rucker Hauer is just absolutely amazing uh i would say that's probably one of his best roles other than oh Blade absolutely Runner. easy uh but yeah. yeah that is what we have to look forward to next week rob why can't you tell us where we can be found on the internet uh well you can find us at ohtheharcast.com and anywhere that you download your podcast uh pod bay pod bean stitcher luminary now um, that iTunes. brand new app that everybody's talking about we are on luminary as well yeah we're on luminary uh we're we're pretty much everywhere that you get your podcasts if not let us know and we will get there as well you can find us on social media at oh the horror cast or oh the horror one or the other you'll see our our logo yes we will be there <laughs> uh but yeah <laughs> that is going to do it for us Thank you guys so much for rocking with us and supporting us the whole way through. We really appreciate it. Uh, but until next time, I'm Steve Allman. And I'm Rob Holmes. And we'll see you next time. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Now, it is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here.